This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get there. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. What's going on, Raider Nation? Definitely not the energy that I was hoping for coming back after our bye week. Um, I even took an episode off. I know I told you guys that I was going to be back for my pregame show. That was before this game. I was going to be joined by the Athletics' Matt Schneidman, uh, the old beat writer, I guess, that used to actually cover the Raiders, if you guys remember last year. He was on our show for the draft episode. He was going to come on with me, and then I got a little under the weather. I've been dealing with a lot of sicknesses lately. I'm still a little congested myself now, but um, I was dealing with a sinus infection, and that was the day it hit me, so my entire face was uh, pretty much in pain, throbbing pain the whole time. So I wasn't able to settle down yet. Had been the next day. I almost did one Friday for you guys, but decided I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to rest and hope for, you know, a big episode tonight. And it's still going to be, we still got a lot of things to cover before we talk about this game, uh, this very frustrating game. Before we talk about that, uh, I'm going to go over some things really quick on what happened this week. The biggest news or the best news, should I say, this week was getting Gabe Jackson back finally. Uh, We almost anticipated him before the London trip, I think. Uh, But that little just, you know, wait one more game. You get a whole two weeks. He came back. They had the week off after the London game. Came back after the bye week. Was ready to go. He came out. And uh, as you can tell from today, uh, pretty much no setback. So that was good to get Gabe Jackson back 100%. And looking forward to what that brings for us going forward. Cleland Furl, he also returned from a concussion uh, that he dealt with. He missed the London game as well. It's been a little underwhelming here for Raider Nation. Of course, you know, uh, I think drafting him, we're expecting a pass rusher because that's, you know, that was our biggest need. And we seem to be playing him a little out of position. He seems to be playing a lot of inside defensive tackle, especially on pass rushing downs and hasn't been super productive. Smart player, I think playing pretty good in the run. Uh, But I think the popular opinion right now, he hasn't quite been worth his pick. So that's a that's a player still to track, but we did get him back, and that's still a boost to our defensive line. And my guy, our corner, Isaiah Johnson, he returned to practice also. Um, you remember he had that big hit where he suffered a concussion, and he was actually dealing with almost like a facial fracture. So they put him on injured reserve. He hasn't been activated yet to the active roster. I think they have like three weeks still to do it. Uh, or, well, now I think down to like two weeks. So Isaiah Johnson should be coming up to the active roster anytime, ready to play. 
uh, big physical athlete. Uh, that you know he's still a little raw, still a little young, but I loved a lot of his reps in the off season. Unfortunately, he got hurt on like the first defensive play of the preseason, or pretty close. It was on the first drive or something like that. So uh, very unfortunate for Isaiah Johnson, but uh, very. I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to his return. And the last couple updates, I think, on our injury report would be Dwayne Harris. He was almost ready to go. He's almost ready to go for London as well. Then we had two more weeks from to rest his ankle. Still wasn't ready to go this week, or maybe. Pretty close was. I think he practiced on a limited basis, but he wasn't active this week. Um, And then Trent Brown's been the biggest issue. And for Trent Brown, he hasn't, you know, it's not just the injury, as we all know. Um, The biggest news for Trent Brown is this domestic violence uh, civil lawsuit that he's going through right now. Uh, I guess an ex-girlfriend now is suing him on three separate occasions. Um, and this is just all off the top of my head, uh, from what I remember reading throughout the entire week and something about basically lying about marriage, about their future. So there's definitely a lot of questions still, uh, you know, arising. There's one incident, one of the three incidents where there was actually police called, there was a police report filed. She had taken pictures of the incident. looks like it might've been after the, actually after the fact, maybe not the moment of when the police were called, because all the photos that I'm seeing from the police report are all like from her cell phone. They're like selfies. So I'm not really sure the situation and I'm not going to judge it yet because I don't know all the facts, but looking at it from both angles, the only thing I'm going to say is if he is guilty, I would say, get him off my team. Absolutely. If the Raiders are, you know, willing to take that cap, I mean, dude, we got like a, I mean, we paid this guy a lot of money and not saying that that really matters, but from the Raiders point of view, I mean, now you're looking at like a, over a $30 million cap it this year, I think over a $20 million cap it next year. That's absolutely nuts. So if he's guilty, yeah, I mean, the money doesn't matter. You should get him off the team. That's kind of, you know, dirtbag. I don't support that stuff, but, uh, we don't know the facts yet. Uh, it's still innocent until, until proven guilty. I think a lot of people like to think guilty until proven innocent now, just because of the claims, but there's been a lot of false claims, you know, rewind back to Gary and Conley's case. And I know Mark Davis has a zero tolerance policy and if it was that that zero tolerance uh i don't think tom cable would be on the team and not even just tom cable um drafting gary Conley in his situation while he was still going through the case so i'm sure they've already you know they know how to handle this situation same thing with trent brown now um like i said if he's guilty get him off the team but you need to wait because i think there's a good possibility that he's innocent and if he's innocent and i want him to be innocent you know, you got to keep him around. Let him, uh, you know, he put a little statement out on Twitter saying that he will clear his name through the court. And hopefully that's the case. I really hope that's the case. Until then, um, I'm going to ride with Trent until, you know, if he's guilty. That's, you know, plain and simple. But until then, we need the big guy back out there. He had a little calf injury that held him up this week. I don't think that that had anything to do with this case. I really do think that he had a calf strain. He was on the sideline today. He didn't play. And it showed with Anthony Rush out there. It showed, but I think Trent Brown, I think he's in the clear. I think he'll be okay. I like to think he'll be okay. And I hope I'm not proven otherwise. I mean, I hope that's, I hope that's the way this goes. I, domestic violence is not something I want to mess with. And I'd like to just think that he didn't do it. I don't want to believe that he would be the guy, 380 whatever pounds, 380 plus pounds. I don't want to think that he's the guy that, you know, hits his girlfriend or hits his future wife. Hit, you know, hits the mother of his son, like type thing. I, I'd like to think that he's not that guy. So I'm just going to assume that he's not until I'm proven otherwise. And uh, I mean, hopefully, I think we all hope that I'm right in this situation. 
Now, like I said, I wanted to cover a lot of things that I missed this week. I'm sure you guys pretty much already know the rest of it. I mean, we made a lot of changes to our practice squad. I think our practice squad is almost complete. I think we have like seven players new on our practice squad that weren't there already at the beginning of the year, uh, just, you know, six or seven weeks ago. Uh, we still have Anthony Rush on there. We still have guys like Rico Gafford on there. We still have Nick Nelson on there. Um, but we've added like pretty much a slew of new guys rotating in and out, upgrading guys to the active roster, stuff like that. Um, we've released defensive end Quentin Bell, uh, which is, you know, our, uh, our, our final pick, I guess you could say in the draft, our final actual draft pick in the draft. I guess maybe he just wasn't quite developing into what we thought he could be. So Quentin Bell is no longer a Raider. A lot of things happen. I mean, Jalen Ramsey was a guy that Raider Nation has been tracking. He's a Ram now. Tyrell Williams, that was a guy that we were tracking here too to come back from and recover from injury. Unfortunately, he's still now dealing with that plantar fasciitis. And dealing with a heel injury like that, that's not going to be good for a wide receiver. Any type of heel injury, anything that's bugging your heel, that's where you're going you're gonna to lose your bounce. You're going to lose your spring. That's, that's pretty much between the heel and your calf i mean any injury is significant but your heel and your calf is i mean you can maybe look okay but if it's not fully 100 percent, you're gonna lose your bounce you can't you can't play with a nagging heel or calf injury it's really tough especially for a wide receiver like that that's relying on that um so like i said i mean it was a it was a crazy busy week it was a bad time for me to miss an episode because i missed way too much to talk about even gosh ryan grant signing with the packers how about that uh, we could talk about that for a minute. The Packers go in, I guess, signed some intel on the Raiders' offense a little bit, and it didn't really work in their favor so much. But uh, I think they did make a little effort there to get some intel on the Oakland Raiders' offense under John Gruden. Um, but, I mean, gosh, I'm itching to talk about this game, so let's go ahead and let's skip the bullcrap from this week. Let's dive into this Raiders-Packers game. So this game review might be a little bit different than what I normally do. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not pushing stats. I've never been a stat guy myself. Sometimes I like to gather some things here and share with you guys. Um, but I'm not really a stat guy. I'm, I'm more of an eye test guy. I like to go off, uh, feelings and emotions of the game. What I see from players, how they're actually playing. I really don't care about the numbers. Only numbers I really care about are the scoreboard. Of course, you know, it's good to highlight the players that are doing good. It's cool to see him hit those accomplishments in the stat book or in the, in the record books. But in this particular week, I don't care about records. I don't care about anything. Let's talk about what we saw first, even just from the offense. And the offense pretty much picked up where they left off, man, just pounding the rock. Josh Jacobs went out there just rocking, set the tone. I mean, our first drive, we got the ball first. Our first drive looked like kind of how it's always been. Josh Jacobs breaks off a huge run, gets us into enemy territory. And we had a couple passes. Derek Carr just kind of had a little bit of a slow start, uh, missed a few guys. Um, you could probably tell, I mean, timing's definitely off. Our wide receiver room is just had a complete overturn. I don't know how many times now in the last, you know, few months, but throwing a guys like, I, I think one of the guys was Alec Ingold overthrowing Ingold. Uh, one of the guys was Keelan Doss missing him on the sideline, stuff like that. Um, obviously timing's going to be very off and you know, that's no excuse. I expect him still to hit those guys on those passes, but that definitely throttled our first drive. Uh, throttled our production of our offense early on and that set us down I mean we kicked a field goal first drive kind of wish we could have had more but that's okay a lot of game left right so Rodgers goes down bam bam 7-3 defenses kind of already getting worked a little bit in the run game a little bit in the pass game it's kind of I think Rodgers whenever he wanted to take some yards he was taking the yards so we're down 7-3 early on offense is struggling we go down we score Um, big long drive shoot I mean I'd say it was eight nine minutes long 
go down, score a touchdown, 10-7. Packers get the ball back. They go down. They score 14-10. We're getting towards the end of the second half now because we had these two huge long possessions. Um, that was after like two back-to-back punts. Then both offenses go out there, two super long possessions. It's 14-10 going into halftime. We drive the ball down the field. Offense is cooking. They're looking good. We get down there. It's like a second and goal. Um, we had some time. We're a couple yards out. For whatever reason, we decide we're going to run this pass play, which I did not agree with to begin with. Um, we've had so much success running the ball against this team. We had two more tries to pound this thing in. Let's just run the ball. I get the first time they kind of stuffed us, but we had two more tries. Play it safe. Run the ball. We run this boot, and then bam, deja vu from the Dallas game. Derek makes a play for the pylon. Linebacker comes in, takes a shot at him, and unfortunately, this is his mistake again. Holding that ball with his left hand, taking a shot, hitting that ball, or getting hit on that left side of his body while holding the ball with his left hand. Jars the ball loose. Ball goes past the pylon. Touchback. Yes, stupid rule. Absolutely think the ball sh- or the, the rule should be changed. Maybe put the ball out to the five or the ten if the ball rolls in the back of the end zone or something, something along those lines. A touchback and giving the opponent the ball off of it. Yeah, it's done. But that's the rules, so we got to live with it. Now, the only thing I think we could have did different there was either Derek, you tuck the thing with your on your right side, or you reach out, you know, two hands on the ball. But hey, the play happened and. I definitely think that there was a little bit of a momentum shift at that point. You know, we had a we had a chance to go up 14 17 or 17 14 at halftime. There was like a couple minutes left on the clock. But Green Bay now had a chance. They got the ball back at the 20. So they had to drive 80 yards. And our defense for the most part, I don't want to say it was holding them, but they're holding them just enough to where I thought, okay, they're just we're gonna go into halftime and it's gonna be a field goal, it'll be 17-10. Then bam, blown coverage down the sideline. It was, I mean, one-on-one man-to-man coverage. Daryl Worley, a guy that I've been pumping up all offseason, was really high on him this week. Really loved what he's been doing so far this season. Uh, made, a, made a bad play. Like I said, these things happen. Uh, but gave up a big touchdown at a time that we did not need to give up a touchdown. It was like 20 seconds left till halftime. We just had to hold him. Hold him to a field goal. Hold him to a field goal. 17-10 could have been totally manageable. Totally manageable. It would have been a 10-point swing. You know what I mean? We, could, we, we uh, gave up. Could have had seven on the board. We give up three. No big deal. That's no. That would have been no big deal. But bam, they give up a touchdown. They go into halftime, absolutely with all the momentum in their favor. But I mean, even with the momentum going in their favor after that little turnover, I mean, Green Bay was still moving the ball on our defense at will through the air. They were moving the ball at will, and the Raiders' offense was still playing well too. So momentum shift, yeah, I think a little bit. I mean, scoreboard wise, yeah, absolutely. But then in the second half. The Raiders were still playing great on offense. They were moving the ball, but it turned into a shootout, and we just so happened to get a late start. We got a late start to the shootout. That one turnover did cost us, and that's unfortunate that we have to play a ball, like a, a, a game of football so precise now to where, I mean, our defense almost had no shot at a turnover. We had one almost interception. We didn't get it, but we didn't really have much of a shot at a turnover. I mean, Rodgers was hitting guys wide open. He had all day to sit back there. Um, pretty much all day to sit back there. Our, our only defensive highlight that I could think of for the day was Max Crosby's sack. And I love Max Crosby, absolutely, 100%. Um, but I will say the discount double-check celebration on Aaron Rodgers might have got him a little fired up. That might have got him a little fired up. You don't want to piss him off, especially as a rookie, because, you know, Aaron Rodgers is sitting back there going, okay, Rook, watch this. 
But I love the energy. I love the kind of swagger. I love that we have guys on our defense that aren't just, you know, push up or push arounds. You know, they're going to go out there and, hey, whatever, steal the, steal the sack dance. That was cool whenever Mohurst did uh, Khalil Max uh, in, in London. So, you know, I, I support it all the way, but it might have been a little, little early there, Max. All good. Uh, but that was our only highlight, really, for the defense. Uh, the, almost the entire game, I think Green Bay punted twice, one in garbage time once at the beginning of the game. But other than that, they scored every single drive. Our secondary, dude, I mean, they couldn't get a stop at all. They could not get a stop. Um, and the thing is, is Green Bay, I mean, never really had like good field position. They were facing full fields every single time they had the ball. I, I don't know. Did they ever even really get the ball past or start with the ball past the 20 or 25, one of their drives? Every single time, I mean, we pin them back to like the 10. They drive down, they score a touchdown. I mean, we pin them at the uh, kickoff return. They get it at the 15. They drive down, they score a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers was just out there tearing us up. He was the first Packer. This is the first time a quarterback in Packer history for the quarterback to have a perfect passer rating. He had a perfect passer rating against us. And now, don't get me wrong, I get it. We're at Lambeau Field. Uh, at one of the, you know, we're playing arguably one of the best quarterbacks of all time playing them at a stadium that arguably has one of the most or one of the best home field advantages in NFL history. I get that. The defense, I didn't expect them to do a whole lot, but I expect them to make a few stops, make a few stops, maybe force a turnover, give us a turnover, give us the ball somewhere in scoring position because unfortunately, I get it. Our offense could have hung up 40 plus points. Our offense, I think, played great as well as their offense did. And I get the Packers' rushing defense was very vulnerable. They were a bottom five rushing defense. We were a top five rushing offense. Yeah, that's the game plan we're going to go into. Their secondary was actually pretty good. They, they have some pretty good defensive backs. Um, James Jones from the Keeping the 300 podcast, I, I listened to him quite a bit, and I was actually really listening in into any Packers uh, little nuggets that he threw out there during the podcast. And one of them was, you know, that he, he thought the Packers' defense is something that's going to help carry this team, you know, through the playoffs. And it wasn't necessarily the Russian defense. It was their secondary. Their secondary has been actually really good this year. And we, I mean, really tore them up with a bunch of no-names again. Four active receivers, no-names. You know, Aitman, Davis, Renfro, Doss. I mean, it's not like we're out there, you know, we're missing Tyrell Williams. We're, we're missing our guys. Of course, our supposed to be number one wide receiver never played, you know, a game for the Raiders. So our wide receiver room is definitely hurting this year. Absolutely. But I, I we, oh man, there's a lot of points we left off the board and it was frustrating. I, I, I think that, you know, the Raiders left three touchdowns off the board. Uh, one with a, with a fumble, one with Josh Jacobs getting stuffed at the goal line on fourth down where he was about a half yard short. And then one there on the interception. That's 21 points. And I get it. Maybe we could have had some of those back. But then there's even a part of me that thinks like, dude, we could have, you know, got the ball back and kept scoring, but the Packers could have kept scoring too. We had, we did not do anything to prove that we could stop them. You know, the offense made its mistakes and I could find pieces of the offense. You know, I can point out probably five moments where the offense could have improved and did better. I'm trying to look at the defense. and I'm like, man, I can't find anything right now from this game itself that looked good. I mean, we had, we had no pressure. Our linebackers, for the most part, I feel like, you know, Whitehead and Morrow have been handling duties pretty well. Um, Morrow had a, a little bit of a, 
you know, missed coverage, I guess, on Aaron Jones on that first touchdown pass or whatever that second touchdown pass, whatever that was. That was just a, a really nice back shoulder throw. It's kind of hard to cover that, especially with a speedy running back like that. It was just, I mean, for the defense, man, we just got, we just got torched. I hate to say it. I, I hate even talking about it, but the, the, the defense just got torched. And on top of the turnovers, we just, we just couldn't make any mistakes today. We could not make any mistakes. There was no way we we're going to win this game unless we played dang near perfect, you know, shootout football. Our offense would have to go down there and score just about every drive. And they had the ability to. That's, that was the frustrating part. They had the ability to go in there and, and have a shootout in Lambeau Field. I mean, they did with Aaron Rodgers. The, the Raiders offense had the capability this week to have a shootout with Aaron Rodgers at home in Green Bay at Lambeau Field. But mistakes stopped us from doing that. And that's, it's frustrating. That's the frustrating part of things. And we can sit here and play the blame game all we want. Blame, 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 blame. You know, it's always Derek Carr's fault. He's a scapegoat. I get it. He made mistakes. No one's denying that he made mistakes, but that was this was definitely not just Derek Carr's game. Um, There's a lot of people that made mistakes out there, um, namely the defense. And on top of that, one thing I will add, you might think with the poor defense that Paul Gunther is on the hot seat, but I'm, I'm going to end my game review with one statement here. And, and if you guys think that Paul Gunther's on the hot seat, I think that Paul Gunther could be on the hot seat, especially after a game like this. Uh, we, we need to see him bounce back and play some better football. I mean, we're facing DeAndre Hopkins next week. We cannot get torn up by DeAndre Hopkins. But, I mean, at some point, John Gruden, I mean, he called a great game. I'm not going to complain at all about his job this game. Uh, he came out with a great game plan. He did the same thing against Chicago. Uh, did the same thing with Indianapolis. We've had three games in a row now where I, I had my moments right down to John Gruden, um, especially, you know, facing teams like whenever we played Minnesota, especially whenever we played Kansas City, where he got out coached. I did question him, but what I will say, at what point does John Gruden take some heat for the defense? At what point does our $100 million coach take over and guide this defense a little bit? I mean, he's the highest paid coach in the league, but he's just kind of like our offensive coordinator right now. He just handles the offense. What is he doing on defense? Is he taking over any command or is this just all on Paul Gunther? Is that how we're going to play this? I think for me, I want my $100 million coach to be involved in all aspects of the game. Now, whether he sits down with Paul Gunther and they work out a game plan together, that's fine. I get that. That would, I mean, that would work out just fine. I get that. Let Paul Gunther, you know, call the plays and focus on the defense during the game. Maybe John Gruden is more involved during the week, but I want to see my $100 million coach go out there on defense and make changes himself, not just sit there and watch and hope his offense can put up numbers. John Gruden, get in there. Run all aspects of this team because that's what we need right now. We need we need a guy that goes in there, and I I hate comparing things always to the Patriots and Bill Belichick, but if you're gonna be the highest paid coach, you need to go out there. And you need to coach kind of like Bill Belichick. Take over all the team. Take it over. Don't just blame. This isn't just all on Paul Gunther. That side of the ball is John Gruden's too. So hopefully we can clean things up. We're gonna we're going into Houston one last week. Uh, that's gonna be I guess you know his chance to respond and see how that goes, but. You know, the scoreboard wasn't as bad as the game show today, in my opinion. The Raiders offense went out there and, and, and they made some moves. The defense, I, like I said, I really can't take away much for the defense uh, on players that played well. One of the bigger disappointments, I think, was Gary and Connolly for me this week. Carl Joseph hasn't been the best center fielder out there that I was hoping that he'd be able to do now. Not climbing into the box, stuff like that. Eric Harris has actually played pretty well. Max Crosby, I think, has definitely been the brightest spot of this defense. He's playing good. But the offense was better than they even showed on the scoreboard. They played really well. 
We're three and three. I mean, we're we're a 500 team right now. I've been thinking we need to win one of these last two road games, go back home with a winning record. We still got a chance to do that in Houston. Still keep the momentum going. We're at the end of our hardest schedule. We'll see how that goes. But there's a lot to talk about. So I'm gonna we're gonna take this short break provided by Blue Wire. Um, and when we come back, joining me is gonna be Kenny King Jr. We're gonna take some of your guys' phone calls and then we're gonna close it out with real talk. So we will be right back. Following a team you love in 2019 can be time-consuming. Trying to follow everything happening in sports is almost impossible. Scrolling through every app and visiting every episode on a daily basis is impossible. That's why I subscribe to Axios Sports, the best free daily newsletter in the land. Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. When you sign up for free at sports.axios.com, you'll get the best stories from the NBA and the NFL to cricket and ping pong and everything in between. Axios Sports also highlights the most important stats and trends, giving you the ability to stay informed. It's super simple to sign up, and it's free. Sports.axios.com Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the friend sharing an amazing link with your buddies. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it begins. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is a free curated sports content delivered directly to you. Sign up at sports.axios.com. That's A-X-I-O-S.com. Try it for free again at sports.axios.com. Indochino was founded on the belief that you don't need to spend a fortune on a custom wardrobe. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more, and everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. The best part is they are affordable. Almost all their custom clothing is under $400. US The process is simple. Choose your fabric, pick your customizations, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks. You can get measured and design your suit at your nearest Indochino showroom, or do it all yourself online at Indochino.com. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE, for $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more. An incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. And we're back and joining me now, Kenny King Jr. What is up, dude? Uh, nothing's up. We suck. We lost. Derek Carr's the worst quarterback in the NFL. Fumbled the ball away, threw an interception, couldn't <laughs> score in the red zone. Defense did everything absolutely correct. We didn't miss up anything, didn't miss any plays, didn't miss any tackles. It was just, it was a great defensive game, and our quarterback <laughs> blew it. I'm, I'm screwing with you guys. No, seriously, like, it was a bad game all around. Let's let's not sugarcoat things, but come on, man. Yeah. Hey, Carr made some mistakes. It happens. The defense made a lot of mistakes. It happens. You let Aaron Rodgers be Aaron Rodgers. I'll quote the late, great Denny Green. They were who we thought they were. We let him off the hook. Yeah, no, dude, it was, uh, you came in, you came in here firing, man. You came in here firing because, um, you know, much needed, much deserved, I guess you could say for sure too. But, uh, we, our fan base has turned into a week to week fan base. We're three and three. 
We should be pretty, I mean, based off just the numbers alone, we should be pretty level-headed on our team, right? We should be a little down on them at times. Obviously, we have our flaws. But, you know, we've won half of our games, so we should be pretty level-headed. But right now, coming off a two-game win streak, we lose a game in Lambeau Field, arguably uh, a field that has, you know, one of the best, I guess, historic uh, home field advantages ever. We lost a game there. I mean, Aaron Rodgers did tear us up. But the world is ending now because of it, right? Is that how that works? Well, here's the thing, Cody. We haven't won in Lambeau Field in 32 years. So us in Lambeau Field is just like Ben Roethlisberger in Oakland. <laughs> it, it, it just it doesn't happen. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. But, dude, I mean, we're at the end. I mean, the, the schedule was tough, right? Everybody complained about the schedule, and I get it. Um, it wasn't working in our favor. But we're, we're at the home stretch of the hardest part of our schedule we got one more away game and then we got a pretty favorable you know home i don't know home heavy schedule after this so i mean things should be looking up right i think things are definitely looking up and you know i'm going to take this time to vent i'm going to take this time and let's focus on some of the negatives right because that's obviously what people want to hear and i'll give you what you want to hear because you obviously (laughs) don't hear enough of it from me so here we go so no sunshine and rainbows right now? And no, dog. No, I'll give okay. you poop and, and thunderstorms. <laughs> Let's go. How's that sound? Look, I mean, here's the thing. It was a bad game. Carr made the same mistake that he made in 2017. Does he wish that he has a playback? Absolutely. He's already gone on record to say that. So, okay, we could continue to harp on it. We continue to, to go after him on that. It's not going to change things. Play happened. It's over. We had a bad ball game. All around. Offensively, though, I I will say this. Offensively, this is one of Derek's better games. This is one of John Gruden's better called games in his second tenure as a Raider. And let's give props where props are due. Yeah. Darren Waller, Foster Moreau, Josh Jacobs called the hell out. Those dudes deserve a game ball, even though nobody deserves a game ball. (laughs) I mean, the fact that they went out there and just did what they did. We didn't have a number one receiver. We haven't had a number one receiver all season because he would decide to go crazy and ask for a release (laughs) and flap his arms in the backyard like his grandma was calling him. (sighs) And we have Tyrell Williams, who's been out with plantar fasciitis. We don't know when he's going to come back. But these other guys came up big. Keelan Doss had a big catch. Hunter Renfro had a big catch. It, you know what? And I'll save the rest for real talk because I'm, I'm already fired up. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we save a little bit for real talk. We got a little juice left for that. But first, we got some phone calls here to take. Man, you ready to take some of these? Let's do it. Let's grab our first one, man. I got I got a little pack here of peppered salami calling my name on it. So I'm going to snack on this while we take these phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to do my best uh, James Jones impression right now. I try not to chew in the hey, mic. Hey, yo, what's up, Raider Cody? King? This is the Noob619. What up, man? First time what caller. It? Oh, first time. Uh, first time listener, too. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Say, um, you know, uh, I'm I'm pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not 100% upset. Okay. Uh, I'm calling right now just right after Derek Carr just threw an interception in the end zone. Ooh. Uh, as a fan, I'm, I am pissed the hell off, but... Uh, stats wise, you know, the Raiders, Raiders were, they were, they were going into this game with a lot against them, especially in the secondary. He knew Aaron Rodgers was going to light them up. My question for you both is, uh, what do you think, uh, what do you think we're going to do for the rest of the season, uh, standing wise? 
you think we're still going to be able to to uh, challenge for the AFC West? All right. Thanks, guys. Raider Nation. Well, we're going to buzz through these phone calls, kind of how we have you know, the last couple episodes. But I will answer your question, Kenny, if you want to, too. But, um, I mean, in order to go 13-3, and three, you got to lose three games, right? So, yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I think that right now the AFC West is still wide open. Will we challenge for it? Yes. Yeah. Will we challenge for it if we played like we did today? No. No. Uh-uh. Will we continue to play like we did today? No. No, better not. John Gruden is probably giving everybody a earful this whole plane ride home, and it's going to be all week long, and they're going to be forcing it down their throats. So n- no, I, I'm not too concerned, but obviously <laughs> there's there's room for concern. Yeah. Hey Raider Cody and uh, the King. Yo. This is Ken from South Dakota. Ken, what up? Uh, calling in after this Packers uh, debacle. Whew. I can't think of a better word to describe how this game went. Pretty good word. Um, I got not not a whole lot to say about this game. Um, one analogy that I will use uh, that we could probably have everybody use is, uh, you know, when a dog takes a dump in the backyard, <laughs> they just kick a little dirt on it and move on. And that's pretty much all the Raiders and our fans should do from this game. Packers are a great football team. Uh you know, it's tough playing against the referees and all that. Tough. Um, but, yeah, we got the Texans this week. It's time to move forward, get another W back in the win column, and and uh, move on. That's all I got. Thanks, fellas. Have a great day. All right. Good stuff, Ken. Uh, a little analogy kind of made me think of my parents' dog who walks while he poops and spreads his poop all over the yard. So let's hope we don't poop like my parents' dog. <laughs> Yo, Raider Cody. Kenny King Jr., Rev Mike here in Boise. Rev Mike. Mike. Preached this morning. I missed the first half. Um, Wish I would have missed the second half. (laughs) Man, I don't know. I think our offense looked good. Um, We ran the ball well, seemed to be, but our defense just couldn't make a stop. And I think that's what we need to do going forward. We got to make a stop, man. So, not a little bummed about this this loss here today, but it's an NFC opponent, man. It's on to the next one, right? And <laughs> right. we got to beat Houston next week. Stay in the hunt. All right, guys. Peace out. We'll see you next week. Yes, sir, Ref Mike. That's uh, I think we usually play better whenever he preaches the whole game, right? We usually do. He's got to preach church. the whole game. Stay in church, Rev Mike. You're not allowed to leave till the Raider games are. Ooh. We got a one o'clock next week. You're gonna be in church for a while, Rev Mike. <laughs> Rev Mike, we need you to be like a black church and just be in there all day. All day. You got a night service going on too, pretty soon. Raider Cody, Kitty King, this hardcore Raider man. Yeah. Uh, there we go. The game lost to the Fudge Packers. And, <laughs> you know, I want I want to say a couple things. You know, first of all, uh, I was pretty critical on Derek Carr after the Chiefs game and the Vikings game because I, I thought he played. Uh, not up to par, to say the least. I thought he played pretty terrible, okay? This game, honestly, I thought he played pretty damn well. He made two crucial yep. mistakes, the fumble and the interception. And, and, you know, Jacob's not getting the, you know, the touchdown or whatever. Everybody wants to run the ball on the one-yard line. Well, guess what? It doesn't matter how good your running back is. Sometimes you got to mix that up, dude. Anybody yep. that, that didn't see that they were going to bring the heat, uh, to stop that, dude, you guys got to open up your eyes. We should have done some spider Y2 banana, rolled a fullback out or the tight end out. But what I want to say about Derek Carr is he was throwing some good balls. Trent Brown was out, and, uh, you know, they, they didn't hold up as good as they, they would have with Trent Brown. 
but we win as a team, we lose as a team. You know, I think our defense uh, didn't, didn't stop Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers one single time, right, until the end of the game. Every time they had the ball, they scored. You know, the defense has to step up. They're allowing too many big plays. You know, uh, the referees, everybody, oh. uh, you know, I just get so sick of it because I freaking hate the, the referees. They have agendas, and all Raider Nation's like, well, it's been like that since 1895 or whatever before football was even invented. Well, guess what? It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it feel good that the referees can't call the damn game fair. I'm never going to accept it. I'm never going to accept mediocrity. I'm never going to accept cheating uh, ref uh, calling the game to where it takes the momentum out of our spells yeah. and it defeats us, yeah. okay? Th- those two, when we go into a Sunday and we have to play two teams, the team and the ref, guess what? Any little mistake, you're screwed. So I'm sick of it, man. I'm not going to hold back. Uh, and, you know, this team has to step up. The defense has to step up. Cars got to do better, you know, uh, especially with those those crucial mistakes. But you know what? At least he's trying, man. At least he's playing with fire because that's the Derek Carr we need. There we go. We need yep. Derek Carr to be playing with that fire. So, you know what? It was a mess up, that fumble, and it was a, a flashback to the Dallas game. But at the same time, you know what? I'm going to tip my hat that at least he's given it 110% effort because Ooh. we've seen it when he's not. And uh, D- uh, Jack Del Rio clipped Derek Carr's wings after Derek Carr fumbled in the Dallas game. And then we saw the skittish feet and everything else after that because Derek Carr lost the confidence. You can't have your quarterback lose that confidence. You got to let him be no him and keep playing with that fire. So no doubt. No doubt. And we'll see, we'll see what we got. We'll see how we match up against them. Hardcore Raider out. Dang, man. That was a heck of a call, Hardcore Raider. Um. Can he give the pregame speech you know, next, next week? Uh, he, dude, you know, I learned a little bit about Hardcore Raider, and we're starting to tap into his personality a little bit here on these phone calls, but he's got a lot more energy. Remember, he dropped his podcast. Uh, he does a YouTube show with, I think it's called like Raider Ben. Um, mm-hmm. That's the guy that runs the show, Raider Ben. They have Hardcore Raider on there. They have another guy, um, or a couple other guys, I think, that jump in there, uh, like Raider Crit- Critique and uh, a couple others. Hardcore Raider Ben goes in there i mean the last show i saw that i watched a little bit of their last show and he came in with like a smoke entrance like dude like dude came in like absolutely fired up like the dude gets amped so hardcore raider as you're listening to this um i I appreciate that you come in here uh clean and professional (laughs) I, I, i love that but Next time, I want to I want to see the the real hardcore raider. I want I want a real phone call, an authentic phone call, because these guys. I mean, this is like a dude that you meet at the tailgate, and you're like, "This is why I'm a raider fan because I love talking to these dudes." That's hardcore raider. So, yeah, hardcore raider. I love, next I love hardcore raider, man. That dude, yeah. he's definitely a dude that I would I would hang out with at the tailgate, drink beer, talk football, and I think that we get along real well. But one thing about this, and I and I know we got to get onto these calls. Uh huh. Isn't it ironic? That some of the worst officiating call, and, and this is just me being conspiracy theorist and me being weird, but I'm here for isn't it. it ironic that some of the games that have the worst officiating have Gene Steratore involved somehow, some way? Did you hear that idiot take a shot at us? Bro, if I ever see that dude on the street, I swear card? to God, I'll do him like Tyreek Hill. Did you hear him? Yes. He was like, oh, I remember there was an index card. Give me a shove it up your ass. Dude. Not, Part huh. of my French. I'm sorry. That my views do not reflect Raiders beat Blue Wire, <laughs> uh, Just Blog Baby, any anybody affiliated. These are the written words of Kenny King. I'm sorry. 
the fact that you had to say that we hadn't even gotten to the music yet. We haven't got to real talk yet. <laughs> we already, uh, we already I'm fired up, the dude. I'm freaking. I'm. Uh, it's, and oh, I even. Man. You know what? And the crazy thing is, I'm drinking Gatorade right now. <laughs> Get your electrolytes up too high. We got a. Uh, we, we got a few more phone calls here. Let's take these last few ones. Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Yeah. Um, I just want to call in and talk about uh, this game. Man. What's your name? Lost. Um. To the Packers. I don't know if I said my name. Nope. Devin from Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Devin. Devin. What up? Yeah, man. Um, to me, a lot of people are going to talk about the car uh, turnovers in the end zone. Um, but to me, man, it was more about the defense. I mean, even if you look at the fumble that Carr had in the back of the end zone, you know, out of the end zone, it's still a 14-10 game. I mean, at some point, the defense has to make a stand because my, my argument is, we're going to be in some close games. We're going to be in some nip tuck mm-hmm. games yeah. at some point during the year where you need the defense to play better. Gary and Conley, I mean, my God, awful, man. Cool. I mean, getting beat every time you turned around by a third, fourth-string wide receiver. The pass rush we knew was going to be an issue, but, I mean, it was just like they kept killing us with throwing the ball out of the backfield. This is the first game where I kind of seen our linebackers, Morrow and Whitehead, kind of struggle covering the running back. That's something we're going to have to watch going forward, especially yeah. with uh, a guy like Watson next week. But overall, man, it's just one of them things where a lot of people, the lightning rod is going to be the, the fumble that Carl had. But to me, it's bigger than that. I mean, you know, you give up six touchdowns uh, and you give up a rushing touchdown. I mean, come on, man. Like, at some point, we got in the mind you. The offense never gave them a short field. So it wasn't like they turned the ball over and the Packers kept, man, we, they never gave them a short field. You're they right. were going like 60, 70-yard drive school. So to me, uh, that's a problem. But for me, man, going forward, if we get the Houston game, the road trip was, was a success to me considering how hard it was coming in. I say when I look at these two games, if we can split, that's perfect. If you can get the Houston game, put a little bit more pressure on the, the Houston game now, uh, was losing this one, but if you get the Houston game, the road trip is a, is a you know it's a success. You four yeah. and three, you going back home with three straight home games, and the offense played really well. I mean, with the receivers we had, that car was throwing dimes out there. Waller yeah. came up big. Of course, Josh Jacobs just a he just a monster. Yeah. Man, I mean, we got even. This shows me more about Carr than even with him having number one receivers because. He's doing it with guys, Zay Jones, you know, Keelan Dawes, you know, Renfro, like guys that you wouldn't really are not going to say number one. So for me, we got our ass kicked. I think we come back next week and play better. Houston going to be a dog fight, but I think if we can play a lot better, tighten up some things, we could be better all the way across the board. Um, that's it, man. Uh, I love you guys, show, Kenny, Ray to Cody, man. Keep up the great work, man. I'll definitely call in the future. Thanks. Devin, my dog right there. That's a long time Twitter follow. Love the dude right there. I'm glad he finally called in and oh, just, yeah. you know, let it all out. You could tell this dude's had a lot built up. Devin, you need to call him more often because you just you just dished out all the tea right now on one phone call. That was the that was the longest phone call of the day. So make it a habit, man. I like the opinion. I like your takes. That's some good stuff, Kenny. You want to keep rolling? Yeah, let's keep going. That's a good one, Cody. Kenny King. That's Rick from all the way up, San Diego. Yeah, I just got to say that this game was uh, it was going great for the first half, you know, but 
you know, after I feel like Card, you know, fumbled that ball after he had a repeat of a Dallas game, that uh, the Raiders just kind of stopped playing. And I know that everybody's going to be quick to uh, throw stones towards Carr for that play, but you think about it, the defense at that moment had to step up. And the fact that they didn't step up kind of just really just shot the whole game down. Um, I think what we really need is we need to find some people out there. You it hundred percent on defense. Uh, Aaron Rodgers really exposed a lot of our weakness today. Um, offense played great, though. I mean, I'm really glad that we got that um, contract for Darren Waller. But yeah, man, it was just kind of uh, kind of embarrassing. But I feel like our offense is great, but defense definitely just needs to pick it up. We need to figure out what's going on with them. But appreciate you guys taking my question. Uh, y'all have a good one. Good stuff. Good call. I like that. I like that. Uh, overlooked. Offense did play really well. Yeah. I mean, like I said, aside from a few mistakes, <laughs> it could have been a different ball game offensively. What's up, Cody and Kenny? This oh, is there he is. Dustin. Um, I actually didn't get to see the game today. We uh, Lucky. went to, me and my wife and my son went to this pumpkin patch, this <laughs> very elaborate pumpkin patch. It was like a freaking amusement park. Two hours away, so I didn't get to see the game. Um, but I saw the score, and wow, what's the defense? Um, <laughs> what the defense? I know it's Aaron Rodgers, but man, they were banged up. Our defense should not have been being down like that. Um, again, I didn't see the game, so I don't have any context to it whatsoever, but I just can't imagine putting up 42 points. Um, doesn't seem like they had a single decent drive. Uh, defensive wise, um, anyways, um, I hope you're feeling better, man. Yeah, <laughs> you too. Um, and on to the next one, I guess. I know probably <laughs> five other people have said this sound by now, but, you know, but I'm the OG, right? Yeah, I'm the OG, the original. The next one, just remember that. <laughs> so, you guys have a great night. Um, yeah, I don't really have any context. I don't want to pretend like I know what I'm talking about, what happened <laughs> in the game. But I just wanted to call in anyway, say what's up. Because you're my boys. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? I'm my boy, boo. <laughs> oh, man. That's a true fan right there. He calls in on a game that he didn't even watch. <laughs> I didn't watch the game, but I'm going to call you about it. And I'm going to talk about it anyways. <laughs> Kitty King, man, that was our final phone call. Good way to wrap it up. On to the next one. I love Dustin. I love we got a, we got a good core group of phone callers, and if you aren't included in that core group of phone callers, join in on the fun because uh, we love this stuff. I love all the different personalities. Love new phone callers for sure too. No doubt. And our returners, but uh, Kenny, man, let's quit messing around. Uh, we're you know we're we're running the clock up on this episode. You ready for some real talk, brother? Let's go. Raider Nation, I told you I had a little bit more for you. I, I didn't let this frustration just die down. I just let it put in a little bit of bottle, took it a little sip out of my Gatorade, and said, hey, man, let's bring it back now because it's time for real talk. Let's time for some real talk about this game. It was ugly. We lost. Aaron Rodgers made us look like a JV junior varsity defense out there. 
lighting us up. Discount double checked all day long. And you know what? All y'all sitting here just bashing the team, bashing it. Guess what? Sometimes people deserve it. Sometimes people people need to hear it. But some of the stuff y'all saying is just nuts, man. And why y'all come at my boy Cody like he could do something about it? I, it just don't make no sense to me. But here, but here, let's let, let's really get into this, okay? The game's over now. We got to look back on it, and it wasn't that great of a game. And there's a lot that could be changed. But guess what? The game's over. So let's look let's look forward. Now, Cody, what you what you think? You know what I think, bro? Is I think you hit the nail on the head. And at this point, dude. We look good. I mean, we've hit on this already, man. We look good. We, we got a good team. We've had our hiccups, and it just so seems like, I mean, our, our defense has its high points. Our offense has its high points. Our wide receiver group right now is at an all-time low, right? Our yeah. tight ends are at an all-time high. Josh Jacobs could be the best running back in the NFL right now, but the problem is our stars aren't aligning at the right times, and it just so happened we went into a game at Lambeau, and we lost. And you know what? It could have been a little bit closer. It could have been. It could have been a shootout in Lambeau. Not have been yeah. big, but it wasn't. So let's not lose our minds. It was a good game. It was a close game. We played great. Defense just didn't show up today. And that's it happens. We had a couple bad turnovers. Derek made two, bi- I mean, I'd say one big mistake later in the game. The interception is just a whole nother thing. But he made one big mistake, and it happens. I mean, that that's... I mean, it's it happened. It's over. It's done with. Like, I yeah. don't know what else to say, but look at the rest of the game as the whole. Take away mistakes, because that's that's what you got to look at. Whenever I'm watching games like the second half of Kansas City, or we're watching the Vikings, right? We you go back, you watch the Vikings game, and we can't move the ball. Then I'm concerned. I'm right. really concerned when we can't move the ball. We can't pick up a first down. We're punt, 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 punt. We punt it three or four times in a row. I'm concerned. But whenever you just have the momentum swing on a couple mistakes. I can go back and I look at the rest of the game. I can say, dang, man. John Gruden drew up some great plays. Derek threw some great balls. Josh Jacobs had two or three runs that I haven't seen in the silver and black since, I mean, Marshawn pulled off a couple. But yeah, Josh, Josh Jacobs, Jacobs had some big boy runs. In six games to be pulling off runs like that, let's go, number 28. Max Crosby, number 98 on the other side. If your number ends in eight, today was your game like i loved it man i mean it was some good stuff so the overreactions i mean i can only take so much of it because i mean the raiders look good man and we just we just got to put it together you know there were there were flashes of greatness and there were a lot of there were a lot of sightings of good and there was a little pinch of bad so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna take a look at some of the positives here because i've already went through and reinforced every single negative reinforcement that i can give let's look (laughs) at some of these positives Josh Jacobs, man, is a stud. Can't take anything away from dude. Darren Waller is a stud. Boston Road is is probably the best number two tight end in the league right now. That dude is ball. the best duo, yep. And, you know, we probably have the best tight end duo since, you know, and I, I hate to say this, but since Gronk and Hernandez. Yeah. You know, look at what these guys are doing. They're making big boy plays. Max Crosby, man, I got to get take my hat off to you. you were, you're out there doing the damn thing. I'd like yeah. to see some more out of out of some of that, some of these other guys, and I'm not going to call out names and and point fingers at somebody because that's not my that's not my job, that's not my position. You know, I I played to the I played to college. I didn't play professional football, so I don't have the right to tell somebody how to play their position. I can I can critique and, and say that this is what I've seen and this is what I'd like to see, but I can't tell you that you're trash and that you're doing something because you know what, you're better than me. 
Yeah. So, Absolutely. and you're better than I have ever been because obviously <laughs> I never made it to the I never made it to the professional level. Some of these people never made it out of high school. Some of these people that are they're that are talking about it never even made it out of Pop Warner, let alone even played football aside from Madden. They couldn't even make it off Twitter, bro. Give me a break. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> we got Houston next week. And I want to know, Cody, what do you think that we need to do? Because I, I already know what I think we need to do, but I want to hear it from you first. Well, okay, this is this is my mood right now. And I'm finding myself, we've done a lot of real talks. This ain't, this ain't our first go-round, right? We sit here and, and we listen to this beat drop. And we, and we let this music play in the background as we talk about it. And I found myself for the first time right now, while you're talking, I'm sitting here just bobbing my head to the beat. Right? <laughs> so when you ask me this question, I'm sitting here just bobbing my head to the beat. So what we need to do next week in Houston is we need to be some bone crushers, man. We Let's need to go out go. there and get after them, dude. I'm telling you. Like, I mean, this, this ain't playing no games no more. We're playing some bully ball. We're winning the game in the trenches. The defense didn't, the pass rush didn't show up today. But we got the big man back. We got Gabe Jackson back. Trent yeah. Brown, hopefully that calf injury gets healed up. And our front our, our front line, our offensive line can get back to business because we, we need to be crushing some bones next week in Houston before we come back to Oakland, Kenny King. But what's your opinion? No doubt, no doubt. And this is what I want to see. I want to see precision. I want to see precision from the offense, from the defense. If the Raiders can play offensively the way that they played without mistakes this week against Houston, we're going to be in a good position offensively. If Josh Jacobs keeps running the ball down Houston's throat, we're going to be in a good position offensively. If Derek Carr's still making plays with his arm, Darren Waller's still out there catching passes, and Foster Rose still doing things, we're going to be in good position. No mental mistakes. No little mistakes. Defensively, what I want to see is I want to see a pass rush. And I want to see Max Crosby get another sack. I want to see Cleveland Farrell get in the quarterback's face. All these people are sitting here doubting him, saying he shouldn't have been a fourth round pick or a number four pick. He shouldn't have been the first round pick. I want him to show why he was the number four overall pick. Yeah. I want to see the secondary make some plays. Daryl Worley has been balling, and I got to give man credit. But I want to see something from Gary on Conley. Yeah. You had a you had a bad week. How do you overcome? Carl Joseph, I want to see you smack some people around. Lamarcus Joyner, go earn that money. I want to see you do something. But most yeah. importantly, I want to see the Raiders go in there as a whole football organization, go into Houston, beat the Texans on the road in our final game of this long road stretch. Don't need any green lasers to do it. Just need to punch somebody in the mouth, put Deshaun Watson on his back, and get this win. And that's how we're going to wrap up this post-game show after the Green Bay Packer game. Don't get me wrong. Very frustrating game all around. Uh, I mean, my wife can speak for me. She sat there right along with me. I mean, we had some great plays, some plays to get me off the couch, get me fired up, get me ready to go. But for the most part, most of the game, it was a lot of frustration. There was refs. I mean, even I mean the defense, a lot of the game was getting torn up. But at the beginning of the game, there was things like just bonehead pre-snap plays, giving them free plays, giving them stuff like that. That just, you know. Ah, it just twerks your jaws a little bit. The offense took a little bit to get rolling. Once they got rolling, they were good. And I mean, I get it. There was some mistakes and there was big mistakes that cost us the game. And those are things that are frustrating that we talk about all week, things that get us mad all week long. But at the end of the day, our team looked good and they played good. Unfortunately, 
those mistakes were just a little too big for us to come out with the win. But there's don't give up hope. I mean, really, don't give up hope. We've been down this road before at the beginning of the season. You guys saw what happened. We went on a two-game win streak against two big teams, against the Colts that beat the Chiefs, and the, and the, and the Colts also uh, just beat another team today. I'm blanking on who it was, but it was another big team. Uh, and the Bears. I mean, so it, it's one of those things, you know, as a Raider fan, it's frustrating. It seems like every other Sunday, uh, it's it's a roller coaster. But we deal with these things. It's what we do. It's nothing new to us. Uh, so week in and week out, you know how it is. We show up wearing our silver and black. We come with that same energy week in and week out. And we're ready for it. So, Raider Nation, I'm back on schedule. I'm not feeling 100%. I'm about 90 95%. About ready to get back into it. And we got some big news dropping soon. I've been talking about it a little off and on. We got some premium content coming to you soon for the for the people that are really into the podcast, the people that can't get enough content. I have bonus content coming your way on a separate feed with details coming soon through Blue Wire. It's going to be some big stuff. Stay tuned for all that. Um, and to call in, get involved. Everything is on my website, RaiderCody.com. Call in at 808-650-7220. And when you get done listening to this and be on the lookout, make sure you subscribe to Keeping It 300 with Fallon Smith and James Jones. They will be covering the game later sometime this week. Uh, so make sure you stay up to date. Blue Wire's got you covered with the silver and black. But Raider Nation, I'm frustrated. I have a wave of emotions. But after today with some of the takeaways, I'm actually pretty confident in this team. I think we got some good things cooking for sure. We have good young pieces. We're looking good. So Raider Nation, until next week, I will see you guys later.